Motherboard, proudly brought to you by Loopy Lou, Lidl's award-winning baby range. Hello, I'm Avril Flynn and you're very welcome to the Motherboard podcast. This podcast series features real parents talking about the beautiful but sometimes hard work of raising children today. Before we get to my amazing panel, I just want to let you know about this week's fantastic offer from our sponsor, Lidl. Joining me in studio today is my dream team, uh, Love Life and Little Ones blogger Laura Doyle, who's a mum of four and has a lot of amazing tips and just getting actually through Christmas with four little ones. Mum of two, Tracy Quinn. And also amazingly today, we actually have Tracy's littlest one, Willow, with us. So Willow's in the house and we're all feeling pretty broody looking at her. She's the most, literally the most beautiful baby in the world. Tracy also runs the Love of Living blog. And last but certainly not least, we have child psychotherapist and author Joanna Fortune. So you're very welcome and happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Christmas. So Christmas is fast approaching and I'm sure everyone at some point feels some measure of pressure. Whether you admit to it or not, I think everybody does. And I suppose if it's writing cards, buying gifts, the kids being excited, feeling money pressure. It's quite hard, I think, to kind of avoid, I suppose, it in its entirety, but also trying to get it right can be tough. Joanna, why do you think this whole pressure around Christmas exists? I think there is an entire commercial industry devoted to that pressure and would be very disappointed to hearing we might be challenging that pressure because it is there as soon as the pumpkins come down, the bells go up. I mean, we know this. Like, as everyone will, even listening will be going, yeah, that's exactly how this happened. That Christmas is not a month. It's not a week. And we'd like to say it's just one day. It's actually not just one day. It's a good two and a half months. And it is overstimulating. And while you begin with those great, you know, intentions that I'm not going to buy into this. I'm going to be really sensible. I'm not going to overspend. I'm going to be really grounded this year. By the time it comes, you've slipped into the yo-ho-ho of it yeah, all. Totally. You really I mean, have. Whether you like it or not. And then also, I don't think you want to be viewed as a Grinch by by anyone by saying, oh, no, hold on, you know, I just... But I mean, I, have, I personally try and have certain rules, you know, I don't put up the tree until quite late. I send my cards, but to be honest, I actually do write them very early because I kind of have to. But you have to with cards. Yeah. yeah, but cards for me are still very important as opposed to just mm. a text message. And do I do other things like that. What about you, Laura? Do you have rules at kind of trying to keep things real or trying yeah, to keep... Yeah, and I think that's so important is to kind of figure out what's your perfect Christmas, you know, and not kind of look at other people and go, oh, I should be doing that or I should be doing that. Like, I, I feel a pressure as soon as things go into the shops. You know, as soon as the the aisles fill up with selection boxes, I'm like anxious that I need to get everything in or it's going to be gone. Or then, mm-hmm. like, I've got my nine-year-old and as soon as he sees the toys or like the, the catalogue comes out and the kids are, you know, wanting this, that and everything. And you can just feel an overwhelming amount of pressure, especially when you've got kids and they've got friends who are getting stuff. So I think it's just so important to strip it right back and say, OK, what's important for us? What's important for our family? Like some people are, are in a different financial situation. And that's that's a really realistic thing that you need to consider. And I think when you strip it down and see, OK, what's enough for us? Then you can kind of have a bit of peace with it, you know, and, and enjoy it a little bit more. 
And I think that's so interesting that you said that what is the perfect Christmas for you mm. as opposed to being told what you think yeah. Christmas is supposed to be actually deciding it yourself. And you, Tracy, with you, you know, it'll be your first Christmas with two little people. For you, what does it represent and how do you cope with that pressure? I think for me, actually, the pressure has almost gotten a bit worse since I got married and had kids because I feel like I had all of this baggage at Christmas time and now it's been quite literally married with someone else's Mm. and there's more people to try and please and there's less time and then there's more reasons to sort of want to be a bit selfish with your Christmas because you have your children Um, and I just find it very emotionally draining. So Mm -hmm. I'm actually a very kind of happy, chirpy, positive person. So people are quite surprised that I actually find Christmas really difficult. I find it a really, really overwhelming time. And I love Stevens's Day when it's all over and mm. I'm in my pyjamas eating chocolate. And that's what Christmas is for me. And it's kind of depressing to admit that, but it's the truth. I just find it too much. Mm-hmm. I think like, a lot of people yeah. can relate to that. Absolutely. You know, I, I think I, I would say that 90% of people breathe a sigh of relief on Stephen's Day or, or Christmas yeah. night when it's all over and it's all said and done. And I think... I think a lot of people feel like that at Christmas, kind of trying to people please and do everything that you're in inverted commas supposed to do and visit the people you're supposed to visit. And for me, I just don't do that anymore. Um, I just I, I see what's important to my family and I stay around the people that make us feel good. And I just don't bother with the I people. T- that I don't. totally agree. But I also think it, it makes you reverse back to your type you know, if if for me, mm. for example, Christmas Day with my dad's, I always get anxious. Like I always oh feel God, anxious. I'm the same. And end up being really, really annoying, which proves the point that Christmas makes me anxious and I end up being really annoying. You know, it's just this circular thing. But isn't thing. there something about when we all go home and particularly en masse, not just when you're popping in yourself, but when you go home and your siblings are home, that you actually all we actually all revert to who we were totally. in our sibling groups I at home. I definitely do that, yeah. You could be 42 and if you were the youngest in your family, you'll still be sent to get everything and you'll still be the first one to sit on the floor when the seats run out because that is your role in the family. That's and so I think true. it's something we all have to be really careful and cautious about because I think something you said, Tracy, actually really resonated with me that you might have your Christmas and what is Christmas for you, but then you marry somebody and you are merging mm-hmm. traditions and practices And out of that merger has to emerge your new family traditions and Christmas that represent you, your partner, and that you share with your children. And that means that your respective families lose out on a little bit of you because they don't have all of you anymore. And there is an adjustment that comes with that. So I think a lot of the heightened emotion is because we all revert back to being the children usually the teenagers of our parents when we go home, not the pleasant little children of our parents, the sort of testy teenagers of our parents when we go home. And I think that requires really mindful awareness and planning to safeguard you through it. And almost as well being aware of everyone else's role and maybe being a little bit more sympathetic to that um, is probably a good idea because I know I every Christmas I put myself under a huge amount of pressure and my mother often says to me, Tracy, you're taking on that role now to organise that, that and that. Nobody's expecting that of you. And I know that. But they will let you do it, Tracy. They are quite happy for (laughs) it to to carry out that Mm -hmm. way. But at the same time, nobody would judge me to sort of retract that Mm -hmm. role. And at the same time, I feel I'm letting people down. I'm letting myself down. 
um, if I don't do it. But also you're the eldest in your family. So I know, that is your it's role. classic sort yeah, of yeah. like, if I don't do it, no one else will. And I'm resenting them, but they're not really asking me to do it. Yeah. So this could be the year. Maybe this year I'll put my money and, where my and mouth it's, is. It's funny, that's what I actually did last year because last year was my first Christmas being a mum and I decided that we couldn't really keep everyone happy. So we just had to really pull back mm-hmm. and my husband is an only child. So we decided his mum and dad were away for holidays. So we just decided that we were going to have Christmas Christmas, just the three of us. And one of our very, very best friends came over and joined us as well. And was it lovely? It was absolutely amazing. Now, I love getting dressed up. So obviously I have, I I still have a Christmas dress and outfit. (laughs) But we did that. And I have to say it was a really, really, really special day for the three of us. And then we were supposed to go up on Stephen's Day, obviously to my family. But of course, the baby got sick. But I, I think that we will continue doing that because you're not disappointing anyone. And I think as well, I mean, my family up until last moment were going like, she's going to break. Like, there's no way she's going to miss out. But I did. And yes, I, I was a little bit, oh, I wish I was there. But then we had such a lovely day ourselves. I was totally stress free. Well, that's it. Isn't I it? really enjoyed it. It was really nice. And for me, that's the aim is, is to be stress free, you know, because at the end of the day, it's, it is really about the kids. And I think when you when you have kids, it changes Christmas entirely for yeah. you. You know, I remember when the kids were much smaller or I only had one or two, we would go somewhere where kids were kind of meant to be seen and not heard and yeah. they would get presents and they wouldn't be allowed to play with them because it'd be too much noise and they might break something and they would have to sit still and, you know, be good as gold. And that's just not for me. You know, for me, I want them playing with their toys and feeling relaxed and not feeling, oh, am I allowed to open my toy? You know, so, yeah, for me, it's it's I so agree. the I children's mean, it, happiness it, it is, is, means most to me. It is about kids, though. I mean, I think sometimes, I don't know if you'd agree, but Joanna, sometimes we infantilise ourselves by continuing on that when actually we're making little dreams of little people. Yeah, Avril, I'm a grown woman who still gets a Christmas stocking from Santa (laughs) every year and I do not want that to stop. Santa, if you're listening, I really don't want that to stop. So I think there is a little bit of us that gets to embrace our inner child Mm -hmm. at Christmas Mm -hmm. and I think that's really important because it is about children but for children it's about family. So they need to see that it isn't actually all the focus on them because Christmas is such a high pressure time. We're talking about what it's like as parents and organising it. Actually, for children, Christmas is a high pressure time. They are hyper stimulated for an intense, prolonged period of time. And that affects their emotional regulation, their sleep patterns, their behaviour patterns as associated with all of those triggers. So actually they need us to co-regulate them and the best way we can do that is to mind ourselves and use so that we are, as I've said before on here, that we are, you know, the thermostat. We're controlling the heat of the situation. We're not a thermometer measuring it. That is the thing though. Children are so intuitive and I I feel like if you're stressed or you're visiting family, you don't necessarily get along with, they're feeding off that entirely and then all of a sudden they're stressed and they kind of they they completely feed off your vibe so yeah definitely I try to stay as stress free as possible and I think the kids and your husband often like because of the high pressure situation um, or wife or whoever you're spending Christmas with they often get the worst of you mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. I struggle with that because yeah, they get I'm the doing a lot of, of things to please a lot of people and it's kind of sad to say those people are not necessarily my little unit their extended family their siblings their parents Um, and sometimes I think do you know what when I look back on our day and our relationship and, and my child 
they kind of got the dregs. They got the end mm. of me. They got the stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like what you said, Laura, sometimes we can't justify change for ourselves because we don't want to rock the boat. But I think children are an amazing motivator to actually just be a bit brave and change something because it's bigger than you and yeah. it feels selfless yeah. rather than selfish. Exactly. But we can all benefit from it, you know, if we can just bring it back down to basics. And, and just remember that, you know, when we are running around and in, you know, the kitchen and this room and that room and trying to get them into their nice outfits so they can go visit when actually they want to stay in their pyjamas and open their <laughs> gifts. And the greatest gift we could give them is to actually sit on the floor yeah, and play with them with their new stuff. Let them enjoy the gifts they got. Enjoy with them and have that moment of moment of meeting and shared joy. I know. Because I, know. That, like, I think that's honestly that? the greatest gift. And mm. who cares if you're not getting dinner till four o'clock yeah. and there's plenty of chocolate on the go and who cares if you're exactly not wearing the I dress feel. that you bought this year yes. like you can wear it tomorrow or the next day but for the moment the memories that you're going to leave your children that they will grow up with that will become their family traditions they start on the floor Christmas morning oh and you know God. what so true. it brings me right back a couple of years ago my son got a helicopter from a, f- a family member a remote control helicopter and he was so excited and he, he wanted to rip it out open and, and he had said to the person I, I think I had a, a baby at the time and Neil probably had a baby as well you know we're, we were busy and he said to the person that bought him like can we can we open it now and and the person who gave it to him was like no no you know we're 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 having dinner we're chatting to the adults and it actually broke my heart because his little face he couldn't understand why somebody would give him this toy and then not play with it you know and, and that the day was actually about the adults so it was really for me from from that time I just thought I'm, I can't do this anymore I really I, I don't I can't please other people it needs to start with my own family and yeah now we just stay and at then home. you have the perfect smorgasbord as well of of um that was Willow, not Tracy. Let me, let me, let me, let me. Let me, let me just, sorry. Don't be sorry. All the mums that are listening will be like, that was a good one. The, the, wind, the wind came up there. Well done, Willow. It was like the most appropriate Christmas kind of, you know, yeah, yeah. I've ever heard. There's, there's an uncle somewhere that's <laughs> to make that noise at the Christmas table. Exactly. And everyone just ignores it politely. Just keep off the gin before 10am is, oh, is the main thing. So you have this perfect storm of heightened emotions, everybody regressing mm. back to their not great but teenage state, mm. alcohol thrown in, and maybe somebody forgot to get the batteries. I mean, is it any <laughs> wonder wonder that or the stuff or something else? Yeah. You know, you really do have this perfect storm yeah. for people. And also people are tired as well. Like, as you said, it's that run up, like you're talking 10 weeks of yeah. exhaustion. Yeah. So is it any wonder that we, we're going to have to be a bit more mindful so it doesn't, you know, explode? I think it is. But I think it's about starting something small, even if there's still time. So even if it's this year that you start something new, a new tradition that you can do every year that is about you and your family marking. This is about us. And in our family, we do a gift on Christmas Eve to each other Mm. of a book and some chocolate and it's wrapped up and everybody exchanges and opens up their book and the idea then is you go to bed with your book and your chocolate and you're in bed but you're reading and it's just a a sitting down Christmas Eve and coming together and it's just something really small but it's something because it was important to me to have something that we started together that it's ours not borrowed from either of our families but ours and I think if you can pick one thing and even you said you put your Christmas tree up late but you write your cards early I would put my tree up early because I love the lights on it but it is in no way a 
Pinterest worthy endeavor. <laughs> it is, you know, Cozy some factor. kind of really <laughs> psychedelic nightmare slash dream depending <laughs> on how style. you look at it. I don't, I don't but think there's anything I wrong think with that. We all have our way Joanna, of doing it. To, to have one thing kind of yeah. that, that you change even every year one smaller thing like for me it could even be let's say if you do feel obligated to visit family or that's you know that's something that that you're going to do even go a little bit later spend a little bit more time with the kids at home let them play with their toys let them you know get get their energy out and then go and, and not feel like you have to go from the very beginning of an event you know to, to the end or even go before Christmas go the day before Christmas Eve or let Christmas mm. Eve morning be the day you do visiting and you call it visitors day yeah and you invite people in you know we would you know stick out your pastries and your tea and your coffee and say we'd love to have you guys over whoever that applies to you know anytime from nine we'll yeah. be going out at two but yeah. we're there so you're kind of subtly saying Nine to one. Yeah, and you're setting boundaries. And you're done, and it's I think boundaries. That's, yeah, I think that's important. Boundaries at Christmas are essential, both for ourselves and our children, mm-hmm. but also our relatives. Mm-hmm. I just think Christmas will bring out the very best and the very worst yeah, totally. in everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. And you're just trying to stay half a step ahead of your very worst. Absolutely. So you don't let yourself down. Or so don't true. have to try then ne- to next year to make up for everyone and apologize. <laughs> well, that's okay. Oh, if it all goes again. wrong, you can make repair. But I do think it's about scheduling structure and boundaries. I don't want to be sound like a Christmas killjoy. I love Christmas. I think, you know, I don't want it to sound mm. like we're negative about Christmas. I love it, but I believe in structuring it. I don't do Christmas before December 1st. Nothing, <laughs> nothing at all before December 1st. And then it would be a week for the cards where that's the focus. It would be a week about the gift wrapping. It would be a week about putting the tree up. So there's one Christmas task per week that we focus on mm. instead of it being full on Christmas for a full on month. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. Just I one think, thing a week. Because I think you're going to enjoy it much more than if it isn't all either totally disorganised and causing stress or else it's going on for so long that it kind of loses its, you know, the specialness yeah. of it. Yeah, I agree. Fun. And I think if you've had maybe a stressful Christmas or... Um, one you didn't quite enjoy, then the next year you're anxious from October, like anticipating like the, the memories from last year, on, you know? on the back of what you're just saying, Laura, that's really interesting because I think, um, again, I don't mean to sound negative, but I think if you come from a, inverted commas, broken family, <clears throat> Christmas might have always oh. been a time where it was difficult. You were spreading yeah. yourself between both parents. Um, you were always afraid of offending somebody. Yeah. Um, and I think for me that instilled an anxiety around Christmas for me and I carry that into my own family and it's amazing even just talking to you guys now it's it's so clear now Mm. but when you're in the thick of it it just like something takes over you. When you're in survival mode, when you're in it, you're in it. Absolutely. I envy people, Mm. you know, who have those lovely, calm, lazy Christmases. I have a really good friend. She'll be listening now and she'll say to me, God, we do nothing on Christmas. We stay in our pajamas all day. We eat chocolate and we watch movies. And I'm like, that is my dream Christmas. We spend the day visiting, running here, there and everywhere at each other's necks. It can be quite stressful. And then the end of the day, we look at each other and go, (sighs) <sighs> and then I feel like Christmas starts the next day. The real Christmas, the, the relaxing But maybe that's time. the way to look at it, that, you know, some people it is Christmas Day itself and some people it's about getting through Christmas Day so that you can get to the Christmas season for yourself and the exactly. Christmas experience for you. yourself. And that's OK as well. And I think you've hit on something really you know, spot on with blended families or, you know, families that are maybe first Christmas in a broken state and just trying to get used to each other and, you know, work it all out. And certainly in my own work, I've spoken to teenagers who will talk about, you know, 
the capacity they have to eat two Christmas dinners and mm. pretend like each mm-hmm. one was their only mm-hmm. one just to wow. try and keep others happy. That was my childhood. I think that's a very Absolutely familiar experience to, to for children anyone. who go between parents on Christmas is not offend anyone. Mm. And in that instance, then Christmas Day for you is about surviving and getting through it. And then you can exhale. Mm. So I think whatever is going to get you through is important. But I think as parents in broken or blended families, be very mindful of the unspoken. You might not even be conscious you're putting it out there. Expectations that we're putting on little children to show us that they are happy for us. Mm, And I think that's something that we really need to be mindful Mm. of. And not everybody has a happy Christmas. Most people do. I think it's fair to say most people do, but not everybody does. So I do think part of the pressure that demands be smiling, be happy, post selfies is something that is a modern construct that we have to challenge. Christmas can be quite lonely for some people as well. You know, if, if let's say you do have toxic family and you make the decision kind of to walk away from that and not spend time with them it doesn't mean that it's not lonely or that you're kind of looking at Instagram and seeing people with their families and think why don't I have that you know and not necessarily that you want to go back to where you were but it's still incredibly lonely so a huge tip for me as well is to stay off social media you know if Mm. if you do feel that way stay off it and actually that's one of the the things we'll come back to in part two is actually dealing with the fact that for a lot of people it isn't a happy Christmas Mm. and how you can improve things a little bit in your own little corner of the world to make it a slightly more easier one for you so we'll be right back in part two You're very welcome to part two. So one of the things we touched on in part one is that essence that for a lot of people, Christmas isn't a particularly happy time. It can be quite stressful. And that's namely because you might be forced to see people that you would have avoided all of the years. So that kind of toxic family member or toxic family relations. And you're kind of expected, I think, a lot of the time to just, you know, suck it up and get on with it. Sure, Sure, it's only a day. And that really irritates me because it's not only a day and I think, you know, if, you're, if you've done your best to do a lot of work on yourself to stay away from things that are negative to, like to you, to kind of be forced at Christmas, it's tough. What do you think, Laura? I totally agree. And I think if you've spent enough Christmases around kind of toxic or anxious or stressful people... You do get to a point in your life where you think this this just is enough. Like this isn't for me. This isn't what I want. Um for me I'm lucky enough to have the kids as my motivation you know because I spent many Christmases kind of micromanaging my kids and making sure they didn't misbehave or that they weren't too loud or they weren't too rowdy or and I just got to a point where I thought like this this just can't go on like it, it made me anxious for months beforehand or the morning off and like you said Tracy it's it's your partner that gets the brunt of it because you know you feel most comfortable with them so if you're feeling anxious you're kind of taking it out on them and you know, even taking it out on the kids, you know, I, I tended to do that a lot as well. If they would be messing or something, as kids do, like it's Christmas Day, you know, and I would be giving out to them or kind of saying stop or, you know, stay quiet. And yeah, at the end of the day, like I said already, I think it's just really focusing on what your family needs, what I need for my family and my kids, you know, and, and that's not going to be for everybody. Like m- my my view is don't visit the toxic people. Don't put yourself in that situation. Like why life is way too short. But then other people I know feel obligated or sometimes, you know, there's people they want to see and there happens to be a toxic person there as well. So then what do you do? You know, you can't kind of split yourself in two. I'm of, of a strong opinion and I know that that's not possible for everybody. So it's, it's what works for you, I think. 
I think that's brilliant mm. advice. I'll have to give you a laugh, though. One of the things that I used to find so funny about Christmas, my older brother, who I'm still very close to, was very, very excited about Santa when he was little. So he used to, and the big rule was like, you know, you can't get up until Santa's mm. come. But he would be so excited that, you know, it would take a long while for him to get, mm. you know, relaxed and all of that. And he would have us up like up and celebrating <laughs> full on Christmas. I think the record now he might give out, but it was about 4 a.m. Yeah. So by the time, yeah. so Christmas is 4 a.m. That's Christmas oh, Eve. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Let's be honest. So my poor parents would be like, happy Christmas, <laughs> yeah. children. And it's so excited. And but I remember that was like amazing. And it felt But you're like exhausted that, by dinner then as well. Sorry, exhausted by dinner? Yeah. By, by, by breakfast. Yeah. 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 By Christmas. By breakfast. Yeah. By Christmas. And the thing is, how my mum used to manage that was like, okay, so you can, don't get up until six. Yeah. Didn't stop him completely, but l- allowed him to have that. Now, he'd still be, you know, absolutely knackered yeah, by Yeah, the 10. odd time we have said, yeah, no, he has, Santa hasn't come yet. And if you Santa know? doesn't come till yeah. at half six. Yeah. yeah. Or, or lock fact. the room where Santa comes in to leave, you know, any yeah. time yeah. I yeah. always find as well. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it is that exciting for kids that they can have yeah. that. But as you said, it's about them. Yeah. So I think my whole point on that is I think that by reducing the toxicity of the day, you're mm-hmm. actually improving things for the people that matter most, which mm-hmm. is your little people. 100%. And it's not an easy decision to make. Like I, I may sound like I've come to that decision mm-hmm. very lightly. It has taken years for me to make this decision, you know, and, and it wasn't until I kind of made that decision, I realised how free I feel you know and and how calm I feel now uh, on any occasion but especially Christmas and at the end of the day that's that's all I want you know and I think Christmas like it exacerbates any sort of feelings of loss like if you've lost a parent or if somebody passed away at that time of year there might be sort of an anniversary mass or I think it heightens all of those difficult things um you know apart from just toxic people Mm -hmm. You might be thinking, I really should spend time with this person because what if it's, that's their last Christmas? Or yeah. this will be, their, I feel like there's always something. This will be their first Christmas as a grandparent. That will be their first Christmas as a sibling. And before you know it, you're just, you're kind of in a spiral of trying to tick all of the boxes and actually very few of them are your own. You're trying to turn yourself you know, into cheese slices. Yeah, you're absolutely. trying to give everybody out a little nubbin. There's always nubbin. a reason sort of to, to but prioritise. But don't you have to have others. so many bad experiences mm-hmm. to come to a realisation mm-hmm. like you're talking about, Laura? that you know often some people listening to this will be going yeah I'm in that but I don't feel I'm in a place you know Christmas is next week I don't feel like I'm in a place to extricate myself from this but it's something I'm going to work on and when you're in it I think you do need some key phrases some strategies Mm -hmm. for minding yourself as best you can and I think some of that it comes back to what I said in part one about boundaries and structure and it's about saying yes I will come and visit and you know you can anticipate with a degree of certainty this is going to be difficult Mm -hmm. so I'm putting a time limit unfortunately we have to go also to this place by this time so we're coming in we'll only be able to stay an hour 90 minutes 20 minutes whatever it is for you and then you you say it at the beginning so as things begin to kick off you can say I can't get into this with you or you know what look at the time I've got to go and I think as well to have a couple of phrases and I'm always reminded you know there's uh, you know that phrase like I'm going to stab you is not a good one not a good one (laughs) Avril but you know but actually you know there's a a, a world famous philosopher Eckhart Tolle who always uses but always uses the phrase when you're in a difficult situation and you might want to say what Avril just said (laughs) and you know the the sort of sensible Mm -hmm. part of your brain is saying not not right not right is that you just say is that so Mm. 
Mm. And it's not about what you say, but how you say it. So when you're getting unsolicited advice, when you're getting what you know is barely thinly veiled criticism or, you know, have you met anyone yet? God, are you thinking of having a baby Mm. or another baby or all those things that you know are going to trigger you that you can say, oh, is that so? Another one and well excuse is, yourself. no is a full sentence. I love that one. No is you a full sentence. You don't have to explain why the this no is it. Yes. Your answer is no yes. and you don't have to justify it all the time. Or put it back on the other person. I'm wondering why that's important to you. And I think, and I think having a couple of phrases that you've learned and that because when you're in it, it's very yeah. difficult. When you're emotionally triggered, you will res- your attachment system is activated as soon as you're around family members for better yeah. or worse. And once your attachment system is activated, it's very difficult to access that inner filter mm-hmm. for yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you have phrases, you know, you can default to or you have a nonverbal cue to your safe other person in the room, your partner or whoever, and you pull your earlobe or whatever it is, a lot more subtle than that, <laughs> that they know to go, oh, hi, can I talk yes, to you for a second? Yes. And you tag each other. And that's what I was going to say. Boundaries. And, and don't be too hard on yourself either. You know, don't like get into one of those conversations and think, oh, why did I do that? Or, you know, and know what you're doing is enough. You know, yeah. whatever you decide to do is enough. And just to pick up on something that you said that we didn't kind of go into that whole thing of not being on like taking time away from social media like I love like snooping basically into people's Instagram mm. that's true I mean mm. Instagram is effectively mm. a snoop device to see what social other people media do. is a snoop yeah. thing <laughs> you know and I'm going to be honest I love I love seeing people's Christmas trees I love seeing what everybody's up to but I can totally understand if you're not having a great time Seeing that everybody else is laughing and Mm -hmm. joking and everyone is having the best, you know, time is going to make you feel awful. So it's taking a step away and going, do you know what? How about I just focus on me today, our Christmas, our tree, our lovely time. And I can check out what everybody's doing tomorrow, you know, but I'll know that I've had a nice time. And and I mean, I, I have an Instagram that's, you know, part of what we do. And I love Instagram and I love people's stories and I love even seeing what my friends are doing. But if, if I'm kind of not really feeling great or I'm feeling a little bit lonely, you know, on Christmas or, you know, a, an occasion, I sometimes don't even want to see my best friend's stories that day because mm-hmm. I don't I like seeing them have a great time indirectly just makes me remember that I kind of don't have that family unit or I'm not, you know, at, at, at an event like that. And it can have the ability to make you feel low. You know, and also so people put their best. Steps well, exactly, forward on exactly. We all know that, but we don't feel tantrums, family fighting, yes. um, and disappointment are worth celebrating. So we celebrate on social media, yeah. um, and I think it's we a all show know real. we do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there are people who are like, you know, hashtag keeping it real on Instagram, and that's great. But it is ninety nine percent polished. Um, yeah, nobody's putting their the tantrums of, their child is having because they got the wrong toy. Exactly. Up. Like yeah. I mean, I've been I've been guilty of it choreographing a photo where it it's it's a real photo, but I'm saying to my son, laugh, do your smile while you're laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know it's not his real smile, <laughs> and, and you can have does on you demand, can have a looks, piece of chocolate look like he's in an ISPCC <laughs> yeah. ad. Like it's <laughs> probably not very politically correct me to say, but. I say that I'm like, no, do your big smile. And why does he have to do a big smile? Just just. Be you. I actually am just thinking that, you know, you said earlier who forgot the batteries, that maybe the phones are one battery we can afford to forget mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. And maybe yeah. we should just let them power There's down. There's a hashtag there for this Christmas. Yeah. You know, Ditch like, the batteries. Did, <laughs> honestly, and, even and knowing just that. be there. Your presence with a C yeah. is your present with a T yes. for yourself. Because even knowing mm-hmm. that, like what you've just said, Tracy, knowing that it's people's best that they're putting on Instagram 
still makes you feel low when you're when you're in that place than yours. well yeah yeah <laughs> and and that's what you're seeing you know and it's just it's you can't help it it's just yeah. how you feel so definitely for me it's switching my phone off yeah I'd have to agree and also just being more connected to the day and having mm. a sense of humor about yeah. stuff when stuff isn't perfect yeah I mean I'm the perfect example of that I have some very strict and I mean I laugh but I don't have the gin for breakfast but there was one Christmas <laughs> um that you know I I think either I was supposed to working and then didn't have to so I got a bit excited and I like to give a Christmas speech everyone oh it's beautiful but that particular year um Auntie Avril had, had had a couple of glasses of wine and I gave this speech and had to then like promptly be put to bed now, it is about it is years and years ago but I still have mm. a massive amount of shame about, about that so that is like stay away from you know from it your is. triggers or do not be hitting I, the I think just have the flexibility with your plans but laugh about it anyone when it does go wrong. and everyone listening you know is either parenting or it has children in their lives some in some capacity and I know my own Christmas last year was derailed by a mystery rash and I couldn't have predicted yeah. that and I certainly didn't plan to spend on your child Steve now or on my child okay. I didn't span, <laughs> plan to spend the Christmas season sitting in Tala but you know that's how some things work out and I think if you're very caught up in the plans and the perfection yeah. you could feel really crushed by that yeah. oh my goodness Christmas was ruined it certainly was challenged and changed but you know what it doesn't define you, though. It doesn't, that absolutely. Perfect Christmas. No. It's just life. It's just I think you have step. to be flexible. Yeah. I think you just have to go, I'm going to be my best self, whatever that looks mm -hmm. like on the day. But I think a lot of it is about bearing in mind that children are up, even if Santa has locked the door for privacy and time. doesn't mean they're asleep in those beds. Yeah. They're probably mm -hmm. awake. And is it now? Is it now? Is it now? So by maybe naps, there needs to be a little downtime, mid-morning, lunchtime. You've mm -hmm. got to structure Quiet your day time. around what are we expecting of ourselves and our children? And also being aware that sometimes Santa does a pretty big drop. And that's a lot for a little person yes. to process. Yeah. And it's OK that maybe some of those things don't get opened until Stevens's day or the day after. or the, And it, you get a little every day. I have a kind of four gift rule, if I'm honest. Mm. It's, you know, one thing you want, one thing you need, mm. one thing to wear, one thing to read. And I just think that's enough. To run for president. For yeah. any. <laughs> I just no, I just, that. And that, that's enough for any child to process. And I grew up in a family where I certainly never felt like I didn't have anything other than excess. I had a huge amount. But Santa never went crazy in our family. Santa was quite balanced and grounded and, you know. See, Santa's the opposite in, in, in our house. Same and, here. But you know what? I think, Joanna, you'll probably um, agree or, or tell me the, the science behind it. But I would say it's something from Santa's childhood that is triggering him yeah. to spoil <clears throat> my kids. And to want to be so generous to all of so the children. So to be without and anything. No, mm -hmm. and make them so incredibly happy it is. and love their day. And sometimes Santa's husband has to go with Santa and say, okay, reel it in. Like, reel it in. Absolutely. And even still Santa's sneaking stuff in into the cart because he just loves buying do, presents. Do you know what it is? I think overcompensation is yes. the key there because mm -hmm. something in us, of course, all we want is for our children to have a perfectly lovely 
experience. And what we have to get back to basics with is from a child's perspective and all of the research backs this up, that sitting with us doing nothing means everything Mm -hmm. to them. Mm -hmm. All of the child happiness and well-being studies that UNICEF run, um, the growing up studies, they all show us time and again that children say they will take the stuff, by the way, but they would give it all back for 15 extra minutes a day with their parents. So that's what they want. Not to be sort of like, you know, making mums and dads feel guilty, but that does make me feel a little bit guilty in in a good way because like I've only said to my son recently, this is ridiculous. You have five packets of, um, of Lego and you never play with them and he said yeah but nobody's playing with them with me and I do you know one of those times where you just go out of the mouths of babes he cannot do Lego as a five-year-old on his own. No. And the reality is, I'm hoping that the kind of toys he wants to play with are toys that give me time to yeah. switch off. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes me feel guilty when but that's that the is truth. what he wants. That is the truth. Yeah. And, and I'm it like, can that's be a me. balance, Tracy. Like, I, know. I mean, you can't sit on the floor and build Legos But I feel like I'm, I'm probably too much one way. And but I think 15 minutes a day of unbroken, mindful play with children yeah. communicates to them that they can predict with certainty that we will meet them at their level in their language and be really available so the stuff the stuff of of christmas that's us yeah that's oh. not about them and then no. they 100%. dance in the box anyway well do you know spent, what that's yeah. the thing or three quarters of the the things are just left there and they take the one thing that they've asked for and they just play with that the this whole is time it. Do you every know, year i used to work in orphanages overseas this is going to i'm like debbie downer here this morning <laughs> but this is a nice story but i used to work in orphanages overseas and in russia um Father Frost comes to see the children and he, he comes on a different day, actually. Yeah, and he wears blue and silver right. and yeah. his, his granddaughter um, helps him with the gift giving. And it's lovely. And the children would write their letters to Father Frost. But because their frame of reference is growing up without parents and, you know, not having a lot, but doing a lot with very little, um, the letters would be, I'd like a baby doll. I'd like a hairbrush. I'd like strawberry shampoo. I'd like, oh and that would be all that's on the letter. And I suppose a part of us would look and go, oh, we must give them more than this. And then to remind ourselves, no, that's about our desire, mm, not our the child's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The child has asked for this and will so be overwhelmed with this. Yes. And you give them what you want. Listen to them. Mm. They know. Mm-hmm. But of course, the ads and the industry that I referenced earlier that is, you know, devoted. And I think getting the, the letters to Santa committed into writing and into the post early early is part of the structure and boundaries you're putting in Mm -hmm. but putting up a little calendar and marking on it the focus this week is and I think if you can and I don't want to sound like Pollyanna either but if you do live near something like an elder person's home Mm -hmm. and you could bring your children in to read a story or sing a Mm -hmm. song or Mm -hmm. visit and Mm -hmm. spend time with someone but obviously knock on the door first don't just like don't just wander (laughs) in they won't thank (laughs) you for that or thank me for saying it I'm just thinking what's near me (laughs) but um, also if you are your child is writing a letter if they could put an extra line on it to ask Santa to bring one gift from their list to another child who might not have as much. Oh, Joanna, you're going to have me in tears. I just here. think it's a nice way of yes, no, it's it about giving, but it's also about appreciating yeah. giving and receiving. My Definitely. my daughter, her Montessori does. They do a uh, Christmas play every year, and they then go to the old folks' home that's down the road, and they do it for them. And I went last year to the old folks home to see it and it was just so special like the joy that all of the people watching got from it like for, from these little three year olds like 
barely singing the right words. But it's reciprocal but it, joy because oh the three-year-olds get to bask yes. in this undivided yes. attention yes. of somebody Absolutely. delighting but it was in really, them. really, really special yeah. and, and, and you don't ever think to do something like that, Joanna. And it was mm-hmm. so special and for the kids to see that as well, you know, and to give a little something back. It was really, really and special. And just to remind our children that Christmas isn't about gimme, gimme, gimme. Mm. It's about sharing and enjoying and being together. Yeah. And I think that's where we'll finish it. But also just to reiterate something amazing that you said, Joanna, that really your presence is the best present. And you I know, know it sounds twee, but no, it's so it's true. Very true. I'm also very mindful of all of my friends and colleagues who actually work at Christmas. Mm. And I people. want I want to really, you know, people don't realise I've done it. I had done it for years myself. It's one great thing about working for myself. I don't have to work Christmas anymore. It's really tough. Mm. So I'm I'm you know, doing this podcast in honour of all of them and to Tracy, Laura and Joanna and beautiful baby Willow, who was a wonderful panellist today, I have to say, (laughs) to my amazing panel. Thank you so much and very, very happy Christmas to all you, you and yours. So that is it for this lovely Christmas podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to leave us a review and we'll see you very soon. And also don't forget our wonderful offer from our brilliant sponsor. So Family Friendly HQ forward slash motherboard for that offer. And we'll see you next time and a very, very happy Christmas. Oh, oh, oh.